it is time to tune up the band and carry out your 10 pounds of gold for it is another sweet chinwag podcast i am sam and always with me on this journey through the wacky world of professional race uh, no i'm gonna have to start that again oh shit <laughs> racelin 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 <laughs> Professional Riesling. Oh my god, I've never messed that in the whole 34 episodes. I've never messed the beginning up as bad as that. Riesling! It is time to tune up the band and carry out your £10 of gold for it is another Sweet Chinwag podcast. I am Sam, and joining me as always on this wacky world of professional wrestling is Dan and Reardon. Hello, gentlemen. It's not like I did that for the second time. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> no, I'm, no, we're not. You, you live with your shame. <laughs> I will say we'll have a glass of professional Riesling, though. Yes. No. I. You know. I prefer the Riesling vintage. The Riesling. Quiet. The pair of you. How's your week been? <laughs> been pretty busy. Yeah. Been pretty Got manic, isn't it? Yeah. It's been. It's been. It's been manic. It's been. It's been. It's just been like you know a mile in a minute. And but... that's just outside of wrestling, isn't it, really? I know, right? <laughs> My lord. Oh. I'm going to die. <laughs> uh, please don't. We need three people yeah. for this podcast. Come on, dude. I, oh, I see how it is. I'm just a body to you. No, you're the most important component in all of this. Come on, think about it. You're, oh, the, yeah, the, you're the gateway for the casual fan to come into the more hardcore side. Yes. Follow me, my filthy, filthy casuals. <laughs> <laughs> As ever, we give you this podcast thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and forever pending other platforms. Yeah, yeah, you saw you saw the other three I sent you the other day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're coming for them. Alrighty then. So, as we mentioned, it has been a busy week. So, before we get on over to this episode's main bulk, which is all about the best and worst title designs. It is in our opinion. In our opinion. Yes, let's, let's <laughs> preface that with our opinion. Because <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of flack for some of the worst that I've picked out. All right, let's head over to visit Dad for this week's wrestling news. Wrestling news. Boom, I, yay. Hi, energy. Bye. Um, I, I will just say this is a this is a really funny story about you mentioning that. Um, I remember one time I was watching rest, I was watching um, some I was watching uh, WWE pay per view with some of my friends. Mm. I obviously had Shinsuke Nakamura in it, <clears throat> and he was setting up for his finisher and he hit it, and I shouted "Bomaye," <laughs> and they all turned and looked at me like, "What are you saying?" <laughs> and I was like, "Ah, forgot you guys don't know that." <laughs> <laughs> Dirty, filthy casuals. <laughs> oh goodness! Uh, no, but let's let's get into it. And I mean, let's start. Let's start with the big plays. Let, let's move away from Stanford, Connecticut, um, <laughs> and move all the way down to Florida. Let's talk about AEW because I mean, there, there was there was lots of really big stuff happening. But I feel like the biggest 
point the biggest point of news is obviously the announcement of the AEW and New Japan uh formal working relationship. Oh, I thought you were talking about um Kip Sabian's wedding. Oh, okay. Oh, I guess we'll talk about that other thing as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want, if you want to talk about Orange Cassidy appearing out of a cake, then God, that was the greatest visual. I think. <laughs> it was a fantastic. It was a fantastic visual. <laughs> but um, no, um, what a um, what a surprise and a good surprise, a very good surprise. Um, yeah. So obviously, this is kind of a thing that had been floating around for ages. Obviously, given the the ties that a lot of the members of the elite who then started all the wrestling had to new Japan. So classic was largely Kenny Omega had the ties to new Japan. Yeah. Um, and obviously the relationship between them and new Japan soured with the founding of, of AEW, mm-hmm. uh, especially given the feel, kind of the feeling that they had used new Japan as a starting block to, you know, pushed off into somewhere else, especially given that New Japan was due to be starting New Japan strong. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they definitely feel like their toes were maybe kind of treaded on mm. uh, a little bit. Um, I mean, it also, it also came to the distaste of uh, Ring of Honor as well, who had a similar kind of feeling towards the elite. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, obviously this this is huge. Yeah, we're we're seeing New Japan openly working with another big company. I mean, obviously they now have established ties with Impact, who now have ties with AEW. Uh, there's also established ties between Ring of Honor and New Japan. Obviously, often having Ring of Honor talent coming for their tournaments. Mm. This is this. I mean, it can't be understated just how big this is. This is. Mm ginormous like right now i basically feel like tony khan is the thanos of professional wrestling at the moment he's got all of the soul stones of the major promotions across the globe at the moment now it's kind of it is it is quite scary to be quite honest with you he's turning into galactus (laughs) pretty much but no when uh someone brought up um the working relationships that aew currently has at the moment so we have uh triple a the NWA, Impact Wrestling, uh, and DDT Pro, and now you've got New Japan in the mix with that. That's that is ginormous. Yeah, mm. and it is it's worth it's worth saying as well. Um, through through Kenny, especially with the announcement of the women's tournament, they now have a kind of relationship with TJPW. Yes. Um, I mean, obviously that that goes through DDT Pro, but. Um, yeah, they have some TJPW talent. Um, I believe they might even have some... I'm trying to remember where other members of talent were. I think it might have been... Um, there's one member of talent in the Japan side that's actually from, like, Choco Pro? Yes, I believe you're right, yeah. Um, obviously, they're, they're more just having her in as a big member of talent rather yeah. than, you know, anything regular. <laughs> but... Um, <clears throat> No, it, it, it's really big to see, and I, I guess for a lot of people, it's very interesting to see New Japan work with a high-profile American company. Mm. Not to not to cast shade over Ring of Honor. Oh no, 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 not none at all. Um, this is probably the first big mainstream company they've been a, they've been affiliated with since nineteen ninety five. 
Possibly. I mean, could you? I mean, I guess you could say TNA was a mainstream company as well. So yeah, it, it, was, it was, but I feel like it was more of an excursion spot. Exactly. That's how I. So because yeah. more off because more because as often the 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 thing that caused it was that they would have people like um, Okada there. Yeah. But they'd be on Explosion, not Impact. Yeah. And, then, and yeah. they were very rarely seen outside of the confines of that. Exactly. I think the only high-profile thing I think they were part of was maybe the Super X Cup and maybe that match Liger had with Joe at Bound for Glory. Probably. Because um, the only other the only other main one I know is that I know that Sonata had some time in Impact in like 2012. Yes, yes, he did. Indeed. But I don't know how far he got. He was the great Sonada being trained under. I think it was the. Uh, I think it was the Great Muta. <laughs> Could have been the Great wouldn't, Sasuke wouldn't, actually. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me, but I do know that I know I know he was there, but I I definitely didn't keep up with 2012 same, Impact. Same, same. But yeah, I think the thing we haven't mentioned is that all this came about because Kenta made a very surprise appearance at the main event of AEW Dynamite. Yeah, and so obviously the the big kind of preface to this is obviously that Kenta has the uh, IWGP United States briefcase. Yes. Uh, and John Moxie still has the IWGP <laughs> US title. <laughs> for no fault of his own. I, for, I blame, for, no, for no fault of his own at all. I blame viruses and pathogens for that one. <laughs> and and obviously, in, in that same sense, a lot of the people competing in AEW are still... I think some of them are still under contract with New Japan. Yeah. <laughs> or they have agreements to work in New Japan. Mm. So, yeah. So that's kind of a sticky situation that they ended up with themselves in. And so it was always kind of a point of, well, what's going to happen? Because either they vacate the title, mm. which never seemed like it was going to happen. Mm. Uh, and at least in my mind, doesn't really seem like a thing New Japan like doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, or we just have to wait until they eventually have the match. Uh, and so now we know that match is set for New Beginning. Yeah. Uh, remains to be seen what will be happening there. I'm hoping for a Kenta win because I absolutely love Kenta. Yes. There's really not a whole lot else behind it for me. Yes. It's just I really love him. And to be fair, to see his career renaissance now, he's reached I think he's forty now. Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah. I was I was I was very surprised considering I've been watching Kenta since about two thousand and three. So yeah. that surprised the heck out of me. So considering he's now in the latter half of his career and actually amazingly hasn't sustained any real major injuries to my mind in New Japan. <laughs> um, that's throwing shade there at NXT. <laughs> this I'm just thinking on this um on this alliance, if you will. It does feel like you think you think um you think the companies are are feeling some are smelling some blood in the water with WWE regarding. Hmm. Because um, like I, I, because I think... having. Because literally having basically every single major promotion all aligned, apart from you know the big one, it it does kind of say some stuff, don't it? 
you know what? I think it really is um, a sign to go to say kind of like wrestling can be cool if you allow this to happen. It will be a talking point, not just for a hardcore fan, but for a casual fan as well. And I feel that sometimes Vince is a bit too egotistical to be willing to admit that that would be good for business. He's very much of the case of, look, I'm number one and I'll always be number one. And I'm not working with anyone else except if it's beneficial for me. I mean, yeah, I'm stating I've... very much the obvious right now, so I'm not like throwing yeah. shade or like. Yeah, no, the I, 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 I very much think the, the the case of this is that it's. I mean, I definitely think part of it is kind of born out of the situation that a lot of companies are in right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I think a lot of them are kind of taking the approach of you know, rising tide brings up all ships and everything like that. Yeah, um, I would say. So. Um, but I, I think a lot of it as well, though, is that. <clears throat> there's been this kind of slow trend towards acknowledging that companies and wrestlers have very specific ties to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so it, it's always quite, and so like I've always said, it, it's so weird to me how WWE refuses to acknowledge anything else. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't, they don't even, they'll, because they'll be there and they'll say that Ric Flair is like, 16 time world champion right mm-hmm. but not all of those were wwe <laughs> they never they mm. never say they never acknowledge that most of those were from the nwa yeah <laughs> and it, it just feels so weird to me that they refuse to acknowledge it and it's like people come in that have profiles and they just act like they never did anything before yeah it's that thing of where they kind of erase your history because none of it mattered until you reach the wwe which is the pinnacle the zenith of the industry which again is a very outdated look on, on and so now. and also it's very i i in my like casual opinion slowly but surely becoming frankly not true yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like like as 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 true as it could have been in in the past you know i like you like that argument's for the historians but for right now yeah it just isn't true <laughs> yeah so i mean i said i i'm happy to see this trend towards you know acknowledging the interconnectedness that wrestling has yeah and and and, and as wrestling has become a, a much more globally connected thing which is awesome to see throughout everything that's gone on this past year yeah, <laughs> yeah. how more interconnected the world of wrestling has been all right so now here's here's, here's the here's the big question <laughs> you get an AEW new japan one 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 match one dream match shoot Oh Christ! Oh God! <laughs> See, here's the the problem with me saying that is that all of those matches have already happened when those guys were on New Japan. So no, but you can say that. You can say that. I want a. I want a triple threat match with the Rainmaker himself, John Moxley, 
and and Chris Jericho. I want that triple threat. Those three guys going at it. Yeah. Go. Cool. Uh, good choice. Um, man, thinking about it, I would. I'd love to see. Um, I would. Oh man, I'd love to see Ishii versus Miro. Uh, would that would be yeah. a great match? I'd love to see Hiromu Takahashi versus Ricky Starks, uh, or Sonada versus Starks for seeing who has the best drip. Um, I I would love to see Naito in an AEW ring. I mean, mm-hmm. put him against anyone, and I think that'd be an, an amazing match. Um. I just yeah, because there's so many possibilities there, so many yeah. uh, amazing possibilities. Uh, if if I, if I had to tie it down to one though, oh, tie it down to one, it would probably be. I, oh man, no, I've just tried because Akada versus. It'd have to be... Oh. You see, because I, I, then it's, I'm going for the Rolodex of how many people, like, I could go... No, Akadon versus Kenny is probably going to be... It's, it's the main obvious choice. Of course yeah. it is. A lot of people want to see that match again for obvious reasons. Um, No, you know what? I'd actually prefer to see... Uh, Jay White going up against John Moxley. Fantastic choice. Mm. fantastic choices so I already said mine to Sam earlier but Eddie Kingston versus Shingo Takagi <laughs> I saved that one in the back of my mind because it's like you have to like that match man that match yeah that's, that one's definitely up there um, my other kind of aside one would probably be uh, Pentel Zero Miedo and Phoenix versus El Desperado and Bushi yeah uh, would probably be a fantastic would probably be a fantastic one as well um the only other one that i can say and this kind of comes as a as a, a pair um either orange cassidy versus toru yano <laughs> for the sheer for the sheer insanity or they give us Orange Cassidy versus Minoru Suzuki. Yes, the match we were promised in 2020. I, that needs to happen now. <laughs> April 2020, that was meant to happen. We never got it. <laughs> and you guys are still salty as hell. Oh, yes. Still <laughs> salty as fuck about that. <laughs> um, um, let's, move over, let's move over to WWE though now, just yes. quickly. Uh, obviously, the big thing about it we need to talk about is the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that thing! Yeah, that thing. Thank goodness Goldberg didn't win. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I got to say, this is the quietest Royal Rumble I've ever seen. <laughs> Something, isn't that? Very. No, it, that's. Oh gosh, it was weird. weird as hell. Normally, I'm seeing, I'm seeing everything blow up, and mm. I've heard, I heard nothing. <laughs> That's mad. Uh, I, just, I think twenty this year's Royal Rumble really fought, uh, really brought into my mind. It's like I want. I, there's got to be a semblance of normalcy, so and I really long for the days of normalcy, so we can see a, a Royal Rumble crowd again. Yeah. yeah. 
because uh, it would have popped if for this year they would have popped huge for some of the surprise entrants in, oh, in yeah. both rumbles for sure oh absolutely um and it's just to say um in terms of the legend appearances fantastic choices yeah mm. like some some real some real genuine surprises yeah um oh highlight of that was carlito's appearance looking dude carlito is fucking wedge <laughs> Enormous looking. I mean, Carl was never that big before. What happened? What apples have he been eating? (laughs) Vince took one look at him and said, "Yeah, I want him to be world champion." (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, obviously, I'm going to throw it out there. Um, First of all, how do you feel about Edge winning? I it's a weird choice, but for some reason I think like are they gonna? I for some thing I could see is Edge winning, but not going for the champion because Christian is Christian popped up. I could see him going. You know what? Screw it. I want I want to face Christian. That is a very interesting. And you know what? I I actually. I can see that now that you've mentioned now that you've said that. I could see that actually happening. Because I don't. I. It's like I. Like not that I would complain about a Drew versus Edge, you know, title match. Wouldn't that be great match? But it just feels weird, and especially where Ed, where Edge is on the card, because like Edge's like place on the card is. Like, as always, like, everyone has omitted, like, look, he's not coming back forever. This is, we're going to see how long we can do this. Mm. And then yeah, the current, the current, the current favorite is, is currently Edge versus Roman. I, mm. I buy that. I buy that. I would love to see Edge versus Finn. I think the way they set that up uh, was, was tremendous and it made me go, oh, all right then. All right. My, my, my curiosity is very much piqued. Yeah. And uh man, I, 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 I don't think anyone would be annoyed at all by that matchup. Um as well as I think not a lot of people would be annoyed by the having the Drew match because um oh man, that's that, those are two guys that I absolutely love um going at it. They would put on a bloody match and a half. Mm. Um I'm not annoyed with Edge winning the Rumble, if I'm honest. Like I, I you know, my I was really hoping for Brian to win it this year, but um Yeah. At the same time, again, was not fussed with Edge winning. I think the thing I was um, a bit annoyed with was them revealing Edge and Orton as number one and two in WWE backstage. Yeah, that kind of killed the that kind of killed the uh, the surprise element of of Edge lasting the whole Rumble. Um, no, not fussed at all with Edge be, uh, being the winner. It makes for interesting storytelling, and I think the way they've set up who he's going to choose has been one of the more interesting storylines from the yeah. Rumble no, it's, 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 it's been fantastic. Like as I said, um, I feel like I'm maybe a little bit more conflicted than I might have been, mm. uh, but I, I don't know that I'm really annoyed. I, I mean, they've definitely got a, a an idea of the story behind it. There's still something behind it that can justify it. Yeah. Um, whether or not that's whether or not that's they want to go through the the vein of him not getting the title shot that he should have had because of everything that happened or yeah. uh, things like that. Um, 
I guess just for myself, the kind of bar I hold myself to is if I was a, if I'm if I was going to be annoyed at Goldberg, should I be annoyed at Edge? Yeah, which is, which is kind of my own thing for me to address. <laughs> um, I that's a very very good question, and I think uh, I would. I would. Um, I can't believe I like forgive the the expression, but I would edge on the side of no. Yeah, mm. that that's that's how I've been seeing it. But then let's go to the other side, though. Bianca Belair, yeah. fantastic choice. It had to be done. Natural, natural baby face for the women's division. Mm-hmm. Without question. Um, great. Um, booking actually. I I would say yeah, for the final three booking. uh of of the rumble. Um. I think uh, I think the whole world collectively screamed with with absolute joy. Uh, even Reardon, who's a massive fan of Charlotte Flair, when Rhea and Belair looked at each other and then just yeah. knocked Charlotte Flair off the edge. I was gonna say we know we know that Rhea and Bianca uh, eliminating Charlotte is the correct decision. Yeah, listen, 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 listen. <laughs> I like Charlotte Flair quite a bit, but I'm not a fool. I have mine. <laughs> Yeah, see, see, you're 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 awoken to it. Yes, He's I didn't woken need to the be, omni flare. I didn't. Yeah, I I am aware of the omni flare. <laughs> I am not blind to its uses and its disadvantages. <laughs> Bianca Belair should have won, and she did. Yeah. It's fucking great. Um, yeah. Well, right, right now, um, uh, Bianca versus Sasha is currently one of the number one favorites to headline at least one. Of the nights of well, I say at least one. There's two nights of WrestleMania. It'll, it'll probably be the main event of one of the nights. People are if assuming that would be the, the first first one with two black women. So let's let's. I'm here for it. Yeah, let's Definitely go. Like, I mean, I would yeah. love to see Belair versus Asuka, but I think for me, the my my head and my heart says no. Nah, it has to be Sasha versus Bianca. Yeah, it, it, yeah, has, it has it has it has to be. But I, however, I do I do foresee. A match like that being uncomfortably brutal. <laughs> I I can get where you're coming from with that. Yeah. <laughs> I I I imagine I am I I could I foresee I foresee the use of that hair being used. <laughs> well, speaking of SmackDown, did you see that? Yes. I did not. What happened? Oh, in in SmackDown, um, Bianca was doing uh, usual babyface post Brumble promo uh, and then Carmella's assistant Reginald came out and then Sasha Banks came out and then Bianca whipped Reginald with her braid the the yeah. sonic boom that that made when she whipped Reginald for the first time is <laughs> yowzers yeah that do it it was, it was to be fair great spot <laughs> yes oh yeah great signature spot <laughs> Oh, but yeah, um, very much looking forward to that. It's the right call. Uh, I think yeah, no, absolutely. Nasty, I mean, absolutely right obviously, I've got to throw this in for Reardon as well. I've got to give a shout out to the fantastic return booking of Naomi. Yes. Yes. Like, really, really strong, solid return booking. Mm. Let it glow, baby. Am I the only one who would be very very hyped to see Naomi versus Asuka for the women's championship. No, for the no, 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 no. That'd be great. I, 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 need, I need that woman to, to have good matches. Mm. I need her to have good matches. No, no, ab- absolutely. I think it'll be a, um, a great feud for Asuka leading into Mania, assuming they're keeping the title on it, which it seems like they are. Mm. <laughs> um, 
and it's worth it's worth saying as well though um fantastic to see what they're doing for damien priest now that he's on raw or seems to be appearing on Raw more regularly. Yeah, I was very um, scared uh, about what they were going to do now that he's been called up, but it seems to be quite strong. When I, when I, well, when I see Damien Priest versus The Miz, yes, my exactly. first thought is, okay, so something's going to go screwy. <laughs> so seeing that they actually gave him, you know, really solid booking, they're really just throwing him right in on the end uh putting him in with bad bunny just winning over the more casual fan base i bring up a very interesting point that the cultaholic guys in their news story about this brought up this definitely looks as if they're gonna be um they're putting the, of course the two latin american uh people together um yeah. a lot of people were, uh, were very much up in arms about who's this bad bunny guy what does he do well who is he i don't understand it so, well latin america is a massive market he's one of the biggest artists i did a artists. whole mf set of tweets about that yeah. so if anyone wants to know my position you can read it on our twitter page damn, well, sh- damn well should as well but no he's one of the biggest people in latin america at the moment and damien priest is has been on an amazing form since he debuted in NXT. So it makes massive sense to me. A lot of people said, could this be an expansion into Latin America? Maybe we get NXT Mexico, perhaps maybe even NXT Puerto Rico. I mean, because Carlito, of course, is Puerto Rican and, and has come in now. It, it makes yeah, it's, it's, it's worth saying. It, yeah, it's worth saying that obviously the NXT Mexico concept has been thrown around for at least the last two or three years. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Um, nothing's materialized on it yet. Same with the proposed NXT Japan. Um, and while I don't necessarily see much happening with that, I could definitely see a Puerto Rican expansion. Yeah. Um, or if they wanted to do maybe a, a targeted expansion more at, say, South America. Yeah. Rather than, yeah. say, Mexico. How, it could uh, also uh, be an approach. I guess, an, I guess, I guess something in the vein of like, I guess I was going to say NXT Brazil, but <laughs> as as an aside, as as an aside, if that means that I get, if they do South America and that means that that I can finally get my boys from Guyana in, then fine by me. Does that mean? Uh, does that mean Ooh. Ezekiel Jackson comes back? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you heard it here first. Ezekiel Jackson Bam. comes back as the face of NXT Guyana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely see something like like that happening much more than I do say something like NXT Mexico because I think Mexico's got very deeply entrenched companies. Yeah, like there is no way that AAA, CMML are going anywhere. Like there is no yeah. way that those companies are going anywhere anytime <laughs> soon. Um, just quickly swiping. Uh, Swiping over to NXT, uh, first off, just to go to NXT UK, Ilya Dragunov staying fantastic as ever. Yeah. Um, again, I'm I'm loving the the more slow burn approach that they're putting towards this now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, again, just same fantastic work from them. Uh, we're getting lore on NXT now. I know, right? We're getting lore for the. Um, stable with Zili and Boa. This is this is insane. This is turning into a D D campaign, reader than NXT. It was always going to go end up that way with NXT. 
Oh, so they we found out they're actually run by Liu Kang. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I was very I was very surprised by this moment by this vignette and um, yeah, I man, this whole time I have been for this and even more so am I for it. Fantastic! If this means that they can, this is going on a that we can have more cinematic promos, man. Again, all for it. So all for this. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> uh, but again, though, just great, great showings all around, really. Mm. Um, <clears throat> having Edge appear and really push up everyone else on NXT. Yeah. You know, it's very much a thing that didn't need to be done. But I feel like they really got to the essence of it. <clears throat> He's a legend who and knows it looks what to like... do as with his stats. Yeah, absolutely. As a um, and then just finally, looks like we're going to be building to uh, Santos Escobar versus Carrion Cross, which interesting one. Interesting. I like this because it seems like Carrion Cross is going to go through an absolute rampage through the NXT roster before he gets his shot and yeah. his his NXT title back. This is, I guess, this is his story building up of this is what happens when you uh when when i'm out and you don't give me my title back pretty much i assume <laughs> uh his warning to edge as well was uh that was a really cool scene to see carry on cross yeah. and edge um in that little uh backstage segment as yeah. well but before like before we like continue and move on i i have to ask one question for you guys mm-hmm. yep how likely is it that Sasha Banks is Sasha Banks is going for um is going for a Mandalorian style wrestling gear for Royal Rumble? Pretty damn likely, right? You mean for Mania? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Sorry, probably Mania, probably right. pretty likely if they allow her. True. I mean, it because, because they because they did reference they did, um, Bianca did reference it in her promo. Hmm. Hmm. Does this mean she's going to come out with Grogu as well? <laughs> My son. <laughs> drop, drop kicks Grogu for that healedness. <laughs> How um, dare you do this to my son? <laughs> come on, it's pretty much of a foregone conclusion, isn't it? No, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm here for it. I'm, I'm here for it. I mean, to be fair, I'm a gigantic Star Wars nerd, so... I mean, as long as we don't get another convoluted Triple H entrance at Mania again, I'd be all more for Sasha Banks having a Star Wars entrance. <laughs> Sasha Banks takes 20 minutes to enter the ring. Oh, darn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, just quickly, though, moving over through the rest um, of SmackDown, uh, one of the small details I really liked was roman being aware that edge would be coming onto the show yeah it's it's a small thing arguably for a narrative it's the bare minimum to maintain continuity (laughs) (laughs) um but it's still a step up um we do know we do now know that cesaro is renewing his deal post mania a shame but at the same time i guess maybe this is the reason why they're (laughs) giving him they're booking him well for a change which possibly <laughs> um as, oh. god really no go no go go go, go it's go. like you know like when when that had happened i thought oh maybe he's maybe he's gone to the conclusions like you know what 
I'm go- I'm gonna you know bet on myself and show them that I can I can draw money. Uh, but uh, it's that thing. It's like that. Um, I hope it doesn't turn out to be that Ziggler thing again, where he had the opportunity to go, but then he resigned. I really hope this. I mean, I really hope and pray that this works out for. Uh, yeah. Sorry, no, I almost said Cla- Claudio uh, for Cesaro this time. <laughs> I pray yeah, it works because he had a really good match with Brian again this week. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And uh, uh, the Intercontinental title match was good as well. I like that yeah, it was. match. Uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see where the Intercontinental title feud goes. Honestly, the only um, issue I really had with uh, this this uh, thing of SmackDown was trying to understand the, the Dominic Mysterio Corbin feud. <laughs> Just because I genuinely, I, I watched last week's SmackDown, but I don't know where it came from. I mean, I'm, I did only really watch highlights, but. <laughs> I sort of know where it came from, but like, again, it's like uh, one of my favorite things that I saw from this edition of SmackDown was loads of people um, were really hot on Ruby Riot after the show. Yeah, uh, had a one-on-one match with Bailey. Mm. Um, her approval in the general sphere improved massively from that match, um, and I hope it makes more people realize the talent that she has. Yeah, I was really glad to see the positive <clears throat> reaction she got after that. Um, great showing by Chad Gable as well. Ah, mm. oh, Chad, I love you, Chad. <laughs> it was absolutely fantastic. Also, having the Street Profits on picture in picture, <laughs> having having them on picture in picture doing commentary on that match was beautiful. Montez Ford, I just love his <laughs> hypeness. <laughs> it's so good. <clears throat> it's so so good. Um, yeah, as as we as we've said many many a time, the dude's just oozing charisma. Yeah. When are, when when are we getting our proper Street Profits New Day feud? Exactly. When, yeah. Not just them happening? swapping the titles over because they moved brands. No no, no 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 no! I want I want that full one year hype as fuck feud. Do you reckon Wale will appear and then the Street Profits will get a third member? Oh. There's a niche joke for you. (laughs) The sudden and inevitable betrayal because Wale does Big E's theme song now. Don't don't put don't put such beautiful ideas in my head. I will I will will hate that it doesn't exist. (laughs) Still though, with that though, we are now done with the news. Fantastic. So, as ever. And I always like to say we are affiliated with those lovely people over at Superkicks, as well as with Graps Powell and the Merch Stand, who yeah also do Gaijin worldwide. So for your Superkicks, for, for your Superkicks oh, order, ten percent off. No, and ten percent off at Graps. It is Chinwag for Superkicks for free international shipping. And for Graps and the Merch Stand, it is Sweet Chin for ten percent off. I always have there to reassure and confer- Yeah, I've yeah, yeah, got Ryan. it confirmed. All right, then. Reardon, do you have a recommendation corner by any chance? As a matter of fact, I do. Ah, awesome. Today's recommendation corner <laughs> is... It, it's, it, it was a show that came out last year, but I missed it, so I'm watching it now, <laughs> and it's wonderful, and it's exactly as good as I thought it would be, which is Gangs of London. Ah, oh, yes, I love that show. By 
the by the Welsh master himself, Gareth Evans, which is basically what if the raid only Cockney? <laughs> it is as great as it's. You are talking my language. Oh, it is fantastic. You had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. <laughs> oh, it is. It is fantastic, and having if you if you it basically you get to see um a mad dog fight only instead mm. of mad dog it's it's like a bare knuckle geezer <laughs> in his underwear it is fantastic so london so london it's so london it hurts <laughs> oh you, it's glorious and you thought we reached full london last week's podcast <laughs> Yeah, I still wonder if Joseph's recovering from that. But anyway, possibly he will never recover. Those those wounds will never heal. <laughs> All right, with that, it's time to move on to the main bulk of this episode. Yes, it is another best and worst episode. This time, we're going to talk about the best and worst title designs. Dot dot dot. In our opinion, this is the opinion of yes. us three, and not taken, not to be meant to be taken as gospel. You are allowed to have your own opinion. You can put them in the tweets and the replies of our Twitter at Sweet Chinwag. But remember, this is our best and worst. I am saying this now because I'm probably going to be chewed up and spat out when I when people hear my worst list. <laughs> Don't worry, I will be. All right, so a little a little preamble here. Titles professional in professional wrestling they've come in all shapes and in all sizes and they've been the integral part of every single promotion of every single moment in the history of pro wrestling there have been some good titles there have been some absolutely horrible looking titles and we're going to talk about our top 10 best and worst and we're going to start off as we always do with these ones with the best list so shall we start who should we start with Shall we start with Dan? And shall, how should we do this? Should we do <clears> our <throat> entire list, or should we all talk about? Uh, no, we'll do we'll do what we'll do our usual one. So we all say our three, then we all say our two, then we all say our one. Awesome. Okay, doke. Let's keep consistency for our listeners. <laughs> all right, then, Dan, you're up. Uh, yeah. So I've taken my usual route of. Not going for the usual ones. <laughs> uh, and going a little bit off the sidebar to talk about, you know, the the more the ones that may be forgotten in the conversation. Yes. By I, I wanna say by no means do I am I saying that these are the, the best free titles, because there are plenty I assume that Ridden and Sam are going to say ahead of these. <laughs> <clears throat> so it's more I wanna give these ones my shout and votive recommendation. Yes. Uh, so for number three, we are going. We are going to a promotion that, fortunately, as far as I know, no longer exists. Uh, and it had a bit of a unique function in that it wasn't necessarily a title belt per se. <laughs> This is the Lucha Underground Gift of the Gods title. Ah, uh, yes. This thing is just a work of art. <laughs> yes, this was because basically this this title functioned like the Money in the Bank briefcase. <laughs> yes, 
<laughs> you won it, and then you could cash it in for a title match for the Lucha Underground Championship. This, yeah, this was... Oh, man, the Gift of the Gods title was... But it is beautiful. Such and a unique look to it as well. Yeah, so the, the best way to describe it is it's kind of like made up of a set... Uh, a collection of rectangular panels <laughs> each one kind of spanning around the front the front section of the belt mm. uh, each one kind of carved with uh, an, an Aztec style design with a kind of the Lucha Underground logo or something like that some kind of Aztec symbol in the middle carved in I believe kind of like a copperish looking metal while the rest of it was kind of in uh, I guess like a brass finish. Yeah, a little bit alternative in in uh, wrestling plate colors. <laughs> but I I saw this and absolutely fell in love with it. It looks like an art piece more than title. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I've always been. I know a lot of people aren't big fans of rectangular kind of oblong, more sh- uh, shaped center plate titles. I've always had a very big soft spot for those for those sorts of titles, and this one is kind of taking that and just going. You know what? We're gonna do- we're just gonna make all of the si- the center and the side plates all look the uniform and the same. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think the thing for for me that I I love about it is it just is so alternative. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a good show of when you have a consistent idea mm. and a design theme that runs through what you're doing, it can make it look really good. Because it's worth saying I I now see that and I don't conceivably see how that could fit anywhere else. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you know, and I'm talking even in the realms of say a CMLL or a AAA. Yeah, exactly. um, and it's, well, it's worth saying the AAA title does have elements of that in its design. Mm-hmm. Its pure design isn't based around the kind of, I guess, what you would term traditional Aztec aesthetic. So it just is an example of how having a consistent idea, having a consistent theme. Uh, in your title belt, even though it's different and not what people expect, mm-hmm. can be a really useful tool to show how important something is. Yeah. Again, you want something that's vi- that visually stands out. You're not going to lose that in, you know, a sea of other usual titles. Indeed, indeed. Oh, that is a that is a good solid third place. Uh, for sure, for best title. Uh, yeah, Reardon, your third place. Okay, my third place. I don't know how controversial it will be, but I will put it on anyway. <laughs> it will be the old WWF Tag Team Champions belt. Yes, absolutely. So that would have been or the Spartan belt. Oh, the wait, unified ones. Wait, the wait, the penny belts. The unified yeah. ones. Interesting. I was thinking you were thinking of the oh. WWF tag championship. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. That that's the one. That is the nineties. Oh, those ones are ah, the nineties ones. Yeah, yeah, as in the, the 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 world and the WWE tag belts. The WWE ones being the ones with the red plate. Yeah, yeah. I will put it in the chat. 
so you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> for a second, I thought the, the unified ones. No, surely not. Yeah, and then I thought you, you meant this one. Dad, you are talking the unified ones. You are talking the penny belt. Okay, that's an interesting. Yeah. Right, that is an interesting. Most one. people Disgust. absolutely hate this. <laughs> I, I, I think you guys are all insane. <laughs> like I legitimately really like it. Because <laughs> like a tag team. A tag team belt is always going to be very, very difficult to have a design for. Yeah. Just frankly, because it's two people. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, how how you do like a general one for two people? And I think the idea of going for like just a two, like for a two man helmet, Spartan, but I like it. I don't know. I don't understand <laughs> what the big deal is. I really don't. And I know this is going to be, this is the episode where everyone hates me. <laughs> everyone hates me. Because it's like, I don't under, the, if there's a criticism for it, it's because of it, like just due to the actual, like it's quite an intricate design. Mm. So it can be a little hard to see. Maybe they should have like made it a bit more like different colors just to emphasize it more. Now, which yeah, might... so, a lot, so, so the issue a lot of people have with this belt is that they feel like it doesn't, they don't think it has the presence that a title belt should. Hmm. I guess that's due to the, the black and the copper faceplate. Yeah. Now, I want to get your thoughts on the, the original um tag team championships i'll bring it i'll throw it up the image up mm. for you to see i mean these ones the 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 very iconic um uh late 80s to i think it was about 2002 they had this design oh um, they they had no, they had they had they had those up until about 2000 and god 2006 i think yeah yeah I feel like I am to. I feel like I am channeling my inner, um, my inner Scott Steiner looking <laughs> at it by going, "It's fat." <laughs> I I think it's that is that shape. I think for yeah. a lot of people, myself included, that really find it unique. But I can also see the argument of to why that face center plate is fat. <laughs> yeah, I. It looks it it like for even though like we're talking about design, I feel like this one is over designed. <laughs> I really do. I'm sorry. That's... It just looks a bit. It looks a bit odd, and especially considering it's like it's the silver and the black, but then you just have the world in like this in this weird kind of <laughs> wine red. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. I I was always a fan of the uh, the companion belt. Which was the one with the with the blue text faceplate? Ah, uh, mm. yes, yes. Um, the SmackDown variant, as it were. I believe they, it was the SmackDown one. <laughs> no, solid um, choices, solid choices. I was very surprised by that, Reed, and uh, for sure, yeah. because the Unified did turn up in my top ten. Okay. Uh, I I think because it's just again, it's very um, what's the word? It, it took a very... I think that was the kind of the progenitor of the aesthetic that they would take with their tag... Uh, well, no, not tag titles, but with their title design in general, where it was a very kind of... Um, 
a very uniformed look to them that kind of was a lot less than inspired in a sense. This was the one where it almost kind of a melding of their very ins inspired kind of grandiose looks combined with what we have now if you get my yeah if you get what i mean that's kind of like the gateway drug to what we have now the unified tag titles yeah um they look better i will say this they look better now that they have the smackdown and raw variant even though i'm not the biggest fan of the the look of the colored leather straps that they've got going yeah. in we'll get yeah. I, I think we'll get to that in worse <laughs> we will indeed all right I have a, as I said, I have a 10 to, to 1 on this one, but I'll quickly run down what I had from 10 to 4. So I had the All Japan Women's Championship at 10, the yep. Ring of Honor Pure Championship at 9, Lovely belt. the White Strapped Intercontinental T Championship at 8. The... Yeah, so I had that in my list, but uh, I choose to take it out to again continue my vein of going for more alternative picks. Yeah, mm. I had the original GHC heavyweight championship that was defended in yep. Noah. Uh, when I think of that belt, I think immediately of Masala. Um, yep. I had the tag, the original, the 90s tag championships at six. Uh, mm -hmm. I had the NWA heavyweight championship at five. Uh, the WWF uh, championship, the, the big cookie or the attitude era belt at four. Mm. Uh, so at number three for me is the IWGP heavyweight championship. Now you're wondering which one and mm -hmm. honestly, yep. this is probably where people are going to chew me up and spit me out for this one. Okay. It is the first design. Uh, the the round, original one. The original rounded design belt with the with the rounded uh, side plates. The one that Anoki is most famous for holding. Um, yeah. I love the fourth design. Do not get me wrong. That belt is one of the best looking belts currently in wrestling. There is just something about that original one that I just love and adore. I the... think I think the thing with that original one is... I mean, I just want to say the flex of it. Yes. Like, it's yes. just got... like It just looks like it has gems embedded all over it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, oh, just an amazing-looking title. The second one... I mean, if there's one thing New Japan has been really good at, it's designing their main title... Oh yeah, and it looks like a it looks like a Pokemon evolution when they've gone from the first to the second to the third to the fourth. Mm. And they've always one thing you'll always say about New Japan that they always get right is the heavyweight title. They've never oh, failed at making the heavyweight title look awesome. So yeah, my number True. third, my number three choice, the first IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Cool, fantastic choice. Dan, you're number two. <laughs> number two. <laughs> Crease. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, so I'll, I'll run through some of my other alternative picks. Hmm. Um, so we had the IWGP Intercontinental title. Mm -hmm. I'm a massive fan of that. Yeah. Uh, one that I'm going to send to you guys now because you may not have seen it before. Uh, the current iteration of the BJW Deathmatch Championship. Yes. Yes, there was all light tube bundles on the belt. <laughs> I think for sheer silliness of it, it definitely is up there for best. It's absolutely fan. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, the DDT Universal title. Yes. Uh, I'm quite a fan of. 
the current iteration of the Ring of Honor title. Yeah, I love that uh, their current design. Is um, I think that's fantastic. Uh, obviously, the white strap I see. <laughs> um, the winged eagle. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then just finally in this one, the current, uh, the current iteration of the All Japan Triple Crown. Oh yeah. Which is a beautiful looking belt. It's oh such a good looking belt. Uh, so those are some of the ones I've got in my um, alternatives, um, and like things that were clearly going to be on the list, <laughs> <laughs> but I figured they'd probably come up in some kind of discussion somewhere, or maybe they were a little bit out of the top three. Yeah. For number two, though, uh, I have gone for the NXT UK World and Women's Championships. Yeah. And in a time where WWE's main brand titles are so bland yeah both on the men's and all, the all, all except one which is my number two we're gonna <laughs> yeah do. All, all, except, all except one and like i you know i hear a lot about people being annoyed at the uh like the red strap universal yeah <laughs> yeah we'll talk about it we're gonna <laughs> talk about it all the blue universal <laughs> At the Blue Universal. Oh, we're going to talk. We have to talk about this. Um, and then basically the women's designs being those belts, but with a white strap. <laughs> um, the NXT UK designs are so refreshing. It's yeah. amazing how they have the, the same structure as those titles, but it's just putting the royal <laughs> coat of arms in that center plate just makes it pop. Just having, yeah. just having that distinguishing bit that when you see it, you go, this is NXT UK. I've already ascertained everything I need to know. Yep. Oh. I just I can just see it and be like, yes, that's <laughs> NXT UK. I absolutely love the design idea of including, you know, the UK crest. Yeah. Mm. Disregarding the fact that it, it's, a, it's a stunning design anyway. Yeah. yeah. Like... Um, just all the yeah. just all the uh, details uh, yeah. around it as well yeah. uh, really shout, help uh, yeah. also shout out to like the variants of that design which makes yeah. like, especially the tag team one i really like the tag team one the two worlds and it's like oh man it's great yeah love that yeah movie. no it's absolutely fantastic and it's i mean i think i think the biggest thing about it though is i can you know even though the women's design is effectively the same mm -hmm. i feel like the the the, set, the fundamental center plate design is so good i don't need to worry about it yeah 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 as i said in the world where the wwe currently has so many uniformed title designs it, across the scope that is the only one where i can go yeah that one looks baller as heck <laughs> Yeah, like I look at that and go, that is a title I would want to hold. Yes. Mm. And not just because I'm I, from the UK. And, <laughs> and, yeah. as much, as, and as much as I'm, you know, ragging on parts of the essence of WWE, um, the the only way I can think to describe it is it looks like it looks like a title. Yes. Yeah. Not like not like a commercial product. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, we will get to that in June. Because that, that's that. I mean, when we get to when we get to the other ones, that's basically going to be my only my only real big complaint. <laughs> oh gosh, indeed, Reardon, your number two, true, your number two spot, sir. <laughs> okay. I understand, like, I agree with all your complaints, all, like, the, especially the, the modern belts. Well, again, we'll talk to it. However, there is one that I, that I saw and I'm like, I adore it. And that is the current Intercontinental Championship belt. Mm. Again, interesting. Again, interesting. So... The Intercontinental belt, if from my recollection, has always been a beautiful belt, apart from a couple of things, but we'll again. <laughs> but yeah. I feel like this is the one that it just kind of I love the I love the oval shape of it. Mm. I love the I I think that's it's the shape of the actual crest that really does it. I'm not hugely against the design. I don't think mm. it's all. I don't think it's awful by any stretch. Um, I think. I think obviously one of the biggest things that comes with it is that people have very vivid recollection of the white strap. Yeah, with, I, with don't the get kind me of wrong. rectangular design. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I love that white strap. But um, <laughs> there's something. But no, no, I think I think it is a nice kind of alternative design on it. Yeah. yeah, I think there's also something about black and gold that just pops more on a title yeah. than any yeah. other kind of color scheme. Uh, and this one really yeah. does show yeah. how I, well black yeah. and gold work together. Yeah, I think of the black and gold kind of stuff that seems to be, that seems to be like glacially slowly coming into the forefront as, as the uniform kind of stuff. Mm. I think this one is the one that uses it the best, especially I especially like the little detail of like the the little lines that kind of show like a north south east west kind of thing. It really does like one oh, yeah. Pro- yeah one kind of problem, if you can call it that, is that the intercontinental titles in the past, as good as they've been, have always gone for uh, we're going to just slap the globe on it. Well, and yeah, that's, that's always kind of been one of the issues that you have to contend with having yeah. the IC title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I feel like this is one where it actually works a bit more because it actually feels like it's like very specifically showing the continents. Well, I was yeah. gonna say because it's very thematic to then make it a oval title rather yeah. than rather than like a square plate or the kind of shield plate they have now yeah exactly exactly which is what i feel like this is the one where it was the most thought out they thought about design they thought about all the things they could put in and it just all worked so yeah i'm putting that on as my number two nice solid choice a good thing i brought up and mentioned black and gold because number two for me is quite honestly the best design the WWE has ever had for the world champion or the WWE championship. And that is the undisputed championship. It is criminal. Mm -hmm. That title only lasted from 2002 to 2005. And boy, I will get to the reason why it was cut short in the worst list. I'm sure you will. (laughs) That title is just 
Honestly, I put that up there with the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship and my number one choice as iconic wrestling titles. I just think that the, the center plate having it be more oval, but rather than being circular, it has more like f- flourishes and designs at the ends. Yeah. The giant eagle spanning out from the globe with the start with the shooting stars at the side. The lions on the side plates as well, with the shield being uniquely coloured in white, red, and blue as well to really have them pop out. And the fact that it was um, double gold as well. So there were two shades of gold on that on, on that centre plate as well. When I think of that title, I think of Brock Lesnar. I think of Kurt Angle yeah. and that amazing match they had at WrestleMania 19. I think of well, those, I like, Eddie say, Guerrero. One of, um, one of the funny things about that title to me is it, see, it, it just seemed to fit the people at the time. Absolutely. Like, that yeah. title for me is synonymous with Eddie Guerrero. Like for me, I think that is his title and no one else is as well. Like, cause it just, oh man, I, I, I will go over. Like, I mean, I know JBL had it longer. All right. Fair play. Uh, but that title, man, that I, I still wish that one day there would be a wrestler that wins the WWE title and be like, screw this and bring that design back. I hope and yeah, pray it, one it, day. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting thing to, to think about because now i think about it i'm like everyone who won that title going from brock lesnar to eddie to the big show to jbl yeah it was fitting so the the design literally could work with basically anyone Mm. i mean look hell i think that is the best thing when you had it for a week that's how good it was (laughs) but yeah like no questions like Undisputed Championship number two. Only, only beaten just by, of course, a very obvious choice from me. But yeah, let yeah. us, before we get to number one, do we have some honourable mentions from all of us? I don't have an honourable mention, but I do, I don't know when I have to talk, we can talk about this. Maybe, we, maybe I'll wait. I'll actually wait until we've got all our best <laughs> ones. We're going to talk about this one belt and then we'll get into our worst. I think that would be the most accurate okay. thing to do. Awesome. Yeah, so I, I did all my honourable mentions and put my very bits in, so I'll go for my number one. Awesome. Uh, so again, there's, there's lots of very obvious choices in there. I assume the one that would be my number one would probably be the same one Sam has picked. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that would be. Um, and I had a few. I had a few others in there. Uh, my number one though I'm going to send the picture in for the guys who may not who may not have seen this belt although I'm fairly sure Sam has uh, we are going over and we are leaving the US Oh, we are leaving Japan we are leaving the UK oh and we are getting ourselves right over to Germany oh he's <laughs> pit- you've gone for this one and so I am going for not maybe the one you'd expect, but I have gone for the WXW Women's Championship. Yeah, like which wow. is in my mind one of the just cleanest, simp like just clean design. Yeah, it's simple. It's effective. It draws attention to everything it needs to draw attention to. Yep. 
and it still looks like something that you would be proud to hold. Yeah. yeah. Man, if WXW is good at one thing, is they know how to pick a design for a belt. This one especially does pop out. It is just... You have all the nice elements. You have, obviously, the WXW on the black strap, silver faceplate, the WXW logo in the red. Pops out, catches your eyes. You have the women's champion bet at the top and the bottom. Just super clean, simple, effective design with nice engraving around it. Makes it feel important. Yeah. And just every person I've seen with it just looks like the baddest woman on the planet. Yeah, that is an outstanding... It is a fantastic-looking title. And it's worth saying, WXW have amazing-looking titles. For sure, for sure. No, that is a really good number one choice. And um, again, I, I feel like shamefully underspoken about in the conversation about oh, title designs. Oh, crumbs, yeah. And, and the amount of amazing talent that have held that title as well cannot go understated as yeah, well. Yeah, no, it can't. Um... <laughs> Yeah, such a good title. Such yeah. a good title. Great number one choice. Of course, I've gone for the obvious one. But before we get to that, Reardon, your number one choice, sir. I've gone for the obvious one. <laughs> Yay! If it's what I think it is. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it what I think it is? We're going to find out. You, you guys know me. You know it has to be Big Gold herself. Yeah, it's Big Gold. It's the Big Gold. It has to be the Big yeah, Gold. Yeah, I figured it's it a, would be the Big Gold. Big a, Gold was, when I, when I did my list, it was the first thing I wrote down. <laughs> it's the it's the most boring choice, but sometimes the boring choice is the correct one. Now, Dude, but some, but the thing gold, is, though, right? We mean the WCW Championship, not the bastardized World Heavyweight Championship that John Cena held uh, at, the end of its, <laughs> at the end of its lineage. <laughs> Yeah, yes. no, but it, it, I think the thing about this, though, is people, it's a boring choice, but when a title design is just that good, it's that good. Yeah. Yeah. And God did it suit Ric Flair. It suit, And it was weird that it was the, the title designed specifically for Flair, but it ended mm. up working so well for Sting, for Luger, for Hogan, blah, 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 uh, for Kevin Nash, for Goldberg, for Booker T. If there was one person that really suited that title, it was Booker T. He suited God, he that big gold so well. Born for it. Born for that title. Hell, when The Rock held it during the invasion, I would say that he, he suited the big gold better than he did the, uh, the WWF Championship at the time. I'd agree with that. Just, I'd agree with that. It's, it's just straight up like when a design is that good it's that good <laughs> and hell yeah. yeah I'll even say it did suit Triple H during his reign of terror god freaking yeah, damn the, it the, the thing about big gold is that it it suited a champion mm. it really did I, I honestly, I honestly think that sometimes, like, I think it was so good, it was too good at its job. Yes. Because when it, because when it had like, when it was like a champ, when it was like, uh, uh when someone had won it through bad booking, <laughs> this like everyone was like, I think people booed hard because like you don't deserve big gold, you don't deserve. Yeah. All right, you Vince Russo is the only person that did not suit the big gold, or David Arquette yeah. as well. Yeah, whenever you hot seal David Arquette, everyone it's like an instinctual wrongness. <laughs> you just don't get to hold it. No, um, 
that's it, it, it's it was obvious like it it was my number one as well because it's just ah oh, that title man i look sometimes at fandubelts.com great site by the way who yeah, do replica versions of the big gold and it makes if i had the money i would so buy oh, one. oh man oh man I would that's, so got, that's got to be on the patreon list right help us buy big gold <laughs> <laughs> of the eventual patreoners of course help yeah. read and get the big gold help Absolutely. me get big you'll gold. have to pin me first <laughs> oh pin you i'm tapping you the fuck out <laughs> i will make you Submit, submit, Daniel, <laughs> for big goals. <laughs> I, I don't want you. Well. I don't want you to be pinned. No, no, no. Say no. He don't got listen. I don't want you to be pinned. I want you to have to give up the right to hold <laughs> big gold. Already, okie dokie. That is, I mean, I would do the same as well. So it's pretty settled that it's the WWX Women's Championship and big gold that is our number one choices for best title design. Okay. Before I move on, I want to do a little couple of honorable mentions that I had. So I had the, uh, the, um, the European Championship. The yep. 2008 yep. iteration of the TNA World Championship. The that date... was the was that the one that had the like TNA champion spelled out on it. No, no, we're going to get to that one. No, that was the one that uh, that they had replaced the NWA uh, Heavyweight Championship with. The one that actually looked ah, really okay, nice. Yes. Um, we yes, have the yes, yes. All Asia Athletes Women's Heavyweight Championship from Gaia, which looks like a proper heavyweight championship for for women because sometimes they look kind of childish look like toys this one looked like a heavyweight championship a man would hold and seriously if you watched Gaia at the time you'd know that that title suited them so well and i want to give a special mention to the riptide brighton championship hell yeah it looks it looks silly it's a leather strap with a with with an art deco center plate but there is a soft spot in my heart for that championship purely because chuck mambo suits that title to a t uh i will give a quick honorable mention and then we'll get to like a quick little aside discussion but i will give a quick honorable mention to the aew belt the reason it didn't get onto mine though is that I feel like it's big, it's like, it's big gold, but it's like bigger gold. And it's get, and it's like, it almost gets to a point where, yo, that's a bit too much gold. <laughs> True. Like, like big I think- gold's cousin. Yeah, it's like, it's like big gold ate another big gold. <laughs> <laughs> and so it can seem a little much at times, but it's a, still a great design yeah okay so before we get started with our worst (laughs) i have to open up the wolf's pit and guys we're going to talk about the spinner belt right here okay right right now come on talk to me talk to me talk Talk to to me. me in defense of the wwe Spinner belt. Oh. One, it is an iconic ruthless aggression belt. Mm. You cannot deny it. No one here can deny it. Of course. Two, for John Cena, the doctor of Fugonomics, at that time, it is 
quite possibly the most perfect custom belt for a wrestler ever made. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Possibly. Mm, exactly. The smoking skull belt, but you know. No, yeah. but the, the smoking mm. skull belt is is great. <laughs> but from a ball belt, it should have been for John Cena. <laughs> but <laughs> but if the but if the, the broken skull belt didn't exist, it wouldn't have hindered Stone Cold Steve Austin at all. Without the spinner belt, it would have hindered John Cena. Free. <laughs> the mocking custom. Rated R, rated R belt was sick as hell. Oh, he's going no, there. He's going there. Yes, yes, I will go there. I stick up for the rated R spinner belt as well. Uh, <laughs> Fully with with chest. Did I stutter? All right. Well, here goes. There goes my number one. Uh... <laughs> All right. Here's 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 my response to that. You make two very very valid points, mm. but I have one. I have my my one real response to that is that I understand what they were doing with the spinner belt, which was to make something that they could sell to people mm-hmm. as a replica, <laughs> and in that sense, it's absolutely bloody fantastic. Job well <laughs> done. I can't. I so many people bought the spinner belt replica. Yeah. I see them all the time to this day. Yep. Arguably, even more so than the current Universal title designs. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm gonna be here and say this. To my mind, the spinner belt did not suit Edge at all. <laughs> <laughs> not even the rated R spinner belt, because. For John Cena, Gordy can work. Yes. But I, for Edge, I only ever preferred seeing him with the WHC. Yes. Um, I never liked him having the spinner belt. All right. No. The reason it's at my number one, uh, it, was well, just num- skip. it was at my you number one. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, uh, until now, I'm going to throw it out because I think I might have another choice there. Uh, it was the reason it was at my number one it was simply because it suited John Cena and nobody else, and it kind of really did outstay its welcome, if you ask me. Yeah. Do you honestly? Th- I honestly think it would have looked better if it looked big or looked better the visual if CM Punk had had the undisputed championship um, in 2011. Uh, but that's just me. Um, it didn't suit Triple H. It certainly didn't suit Randy Orton. Yeah, <laughs> it suited John Cena and John Cena only. If if it was only ever John Cena's belt, I'd be behind it. There's a reason why The Rock mm. kind of threw that belt away, and then we got what we got. <laughs> that I accept. <laughs> All right, then I'll have a new number one, and you'll understand why I bumped this one to number one instead. Then. Okay, so so we're, what we're I'm go. so what I'm gonna throw what I'm gonna throw out to you, what I'm gonna throw out to you guys. Um, in the same vein, I want to know what you guys think about the big green, which is the which is the which original. Is... If, if remember right, the the 1984 design of the WWF title. Correct, the one that um, Hulk Hogan won. I, uh, honestly, I believe against Andre. Honestly, I know a lot of people give flack for it because it's like very round and it's got far too many side plates. Like it's like free, like a like a three by nine stack almost of yeah. side plates. Yeah, yeah, but 
it has its place for being iconic because it's that visual of Hogan winning it from Sheik um, for the first yeah. time at Madison Square Garden. That is the rock and wrestling uh, era was stamped there. It starts at that precise moment. It has its place in history. It's not the greatest design that they've had, um, no. but it does I, have its place. I think, I think really the belt would be fine if it wasn't green and we're gonna again we're gonna get to it but green is a terrible color for a belt i'm sorry for a boxing belt yes for a wrestling belt nah. Nah. it did something about it just doesn't sit it just doesn't sit right yeah. i think maybe also for me as well the visual of hogan in yellow and red wearing a green yeah. belt yeah, you probably I mean? also yeah, soured yeah. it in my mind. Yeah, it probably soured it. I don't hate the design. The actual design is fine, but I do want to know who decided to make it green. <laughs> oh, alrighty then. It's time to get on for the worst ones, and we'll start at okay. our third place. We'll start as ever. We'll go around the table. We'll start with Dan. Your third place. Okay. So my third place, uh, these title belts didn't exist long <laughs> through no fault of their own. Um, we've already had a conversation about the penny belt, so I won't get onto those. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go to another set of tag belts. These are the WCW Cruiserweight Tag Team belts. Yes. My God, these oh. look awful. All right, so the concept of it is excellent, and because... You know, WCW have always, was always very much ones of trying to push their cruiserweights and make it very unique for what they had for WWE. Uh, it made sense to make a tag division. And of course, and the unfortunate thing was this was right in the doldrums of when they were, you know... I right think the these belts business. were created about like three or four months before the company folded. Yeah, and they only were on and TV honestly, for eight days, I believe. They were and honestly, TV. the design looked like that. Yeah, so basically it's just a big eagle with the side plates being the eagle's wings. And it's in like, I think it's in like a double tone golden silver. Yeah, I'll, I'll get I'll get, a, I'll get a visual up for, for Ridden. It, they don't look, I have it. They don't look great at all. They do look like toy belts. Um, for sure. Well, here's here's my issue with it. It looks like it was just made in like a garage. Yeah. Oh man, that like that, it literally just a... looks like it's been riveted yeah. together by some guy who decided like I'm gonna repanel my car. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest problem with that belt is that it looks amateur. I like the design. The design's pretty good. No, is it? I think it's. Yeah. I think it's a good but... design in theory. Yeah, but they, but they, if you're gonna do a design like that, you need to make your eagle look like an eagle. Yeah, I can tell that they were trying to go for the, the, the design, the overall outline of the cruiserweight championship, but yeah. it just doesn't, in, in, in theory, but in execution, it just doesn't get it right. I think if you had embellished it a bit more, give it a lot more, um, frills and have a bit more of an intricate design within the mm. eagle as well as kind of just the side plates, I think that it would have, it would have looked a hell of a lot better than it, than it did. I think if you maybe paid the maker an extra 50 quid to actually maybe yeah. not make it look like it's been riveted to a piece of leather, yeah, <laughs> might be a place to start. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Indeed. All right, Reardon, third place. 
Okay, my third place is one where it it kind of hurts to put it on, <laughs> but I have to put it on. And that is, and I'm just going to put it right in the chat so we know exactly <laughs> what we're talking about here. <laughs> You'll know it. You'll all know it. <laughs> oh, the suspense is killing me. Ah, the hardcore championship. The hardcore championship belt. This one actually kind of hurts for me to put on for a couple of reasons. One, I have very good memories watching matches for this belt. (laughs) It was like, I like, it was that the height of like hardcore um, championships. Was it Raven versus Kane versus Big Show at WrestleMania 17? Yeah. Like, it's it's it was great matches and you know I did like the, 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 when I think of it I think of RVD having it frankly yeah <laughs> and secondly it's heartbreaking because I get it I get why it's like this it like I like and it makes sense but just because I get it and it makes sense doesn't mean that I like it. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, but, no, I, like, I get, I understand what you mean. Yeah. Like for one thing, for just a small note, it's it's not the hardcore championship belt. It's the hardcore championship belt. Yeah, yeah. For just one factor in it, <laughs> I. If you're gonna do, I would have preferred something. If you're gonna do like our hardcore championship belt, I prefer something that looks hardcore, not cheap. <laughs> and this, yeah, so that is on one of, the, of that is always one of the issues with doing hardcore belts. Yeah, um, because I mean the the recurring thing now is if you make a hardcore belt, you just make a normal title belt and you put a bunch of barbed wire design around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the word hardcore in big red text um or at least that's what it seems like for most companies i see now <laughs> yeah which to be honest to be honest it's not it's not a perfect solution by any means <laughs> but it, i i think i prefer that solution more than this frankly yeah 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 no i i, I get where you're coming from with this i i did have this in in my list yeah um i was just kind of like can can i though because <laughs> yeah. I, I had i had parts of it like it was de- it was designed for mankind yeah. yeah and like it was ne- i don't know that it was ever really done with the intent of it being taken seriously yeah. which is a shame because it had a bunch of amazing people doing like, stuff for the hardcore division exactly exactly but it's like when i think about this title i think i don't think of Ma- i mean as much as like don't think of mankind i more think of like raven or steve blackman yes and it doesn't fit either of them <laughs> or maven for that matter i remember a time where the undertaker had this in 2002 for about a few i think it was a couple months <laughs> believe it or not mccain had it a bunch <laughs> yeah uh don't blame me on that one in in, in any way shape or form reardon okay yeah. My my uh, number three, my third place, is the TNA World Heavyweight Championship from about twenty no two thousand nine uh, to twenty fifteen. Uh, the reason why it is so high is is I think 
going from such a really good design that they had in 2008 to go to a design that almost had it, but then they go and ruin the center plate by putting TNA heavyweight champion yeah. big bold <laughs> letters and sticking it, like dirt yeah. and sticking it right in the middle. It's just... This is the title Bobby Roode held and James Storm held. They had to hold that monstrosity. Bobby Lashley had to hold this monstrosity. Lashley. Lashley. It's so... I don't know. It's so unusual to have just heavyweight champion so bold on a center plate like yeah, that. I think yeah, it's that, yeah, I think it's that same problem I have with the Universal titles where it's just so obnoxiously branded. Yeah. Yeah. You could definitely tell that they were going. All right, let's make our own version of big gold, and then someone said, "All right, we'll just make all the uh, all of the uh, lettering in a different color to make it look obnoxiously." Can I say the lettering on the heavyweight part is driving me fucking insane? Exactly. Well, you don't like the fact that it gets smaller towards the middle. Oh, the squeezed in like it's like the oh parts of my body. Cha ching. No. Oh god! To be fair, I'm just looking at this now, and I don't know if this is just an effect of how the camera is positioned, but it looks like the TNA logo just like bulges out slightly. Yeah, it yeah. does. It does. So like, now it's those... like now now the heavyweight is like squashed between the TNA and the champion, but there's still enough space for it to be annoying. And you know what's the worst part in all this? Is that the side TNA... plates? <laughs> well, not only that. Well, the side plates look bloody awful, especially the oh. like the the turned over TNA logos on their side. No, can I? No, I, I I disagree. I think the worst part is the is the the cut in half world bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that looks like and then looks like it's been been squeezed into like those like those penny bending machines. Yes. Oh man. No, the worst part is that TNA or uh, slash Impact have not had a good world championship design since. <laughs> It seems they've gone from worse to worse when they went from Impact Wrestling and then they went to GFW and then they went back to Impact. I guess you could yeah. say the 2020 incarnation is a step up uh, with its, it's black, gold, and red. It, but... It's a step up, but it, it's like the it's like the analogy I always use to my friend where it's like, yeah, today was better than yesterday, but then again, yesterday I did get run over and I didn't today, so... Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, like the TNA Heavyweight Championship from uh, from two thousand nine, terrible looking title. Dude, that one from before though was so with like good. I, I just remember Kurt Angle having it. Yes, it looks so good, so damn good. Anyhow, our number two choice is Gentleman. All right, well, um, speaking of the devil himself, uh, double J double R double T. Mm-hmm. Uh, be that you mentioned it, I'm going to send a picture in here, obviously, just because um, not everyone might have as vivid a memory of this title um, as I do. Oh, if it's the one I'm thinking, if you, if you're mentioning Jeff uh, Jarrett, um, there was a thing that you said, Reardon, earlier about color schemes. Yes. <laughs> which is that there are some colors that don't look good on belts. <laughs> this is one of them. It's the GFW Next Gen title. Oh, Crubs! Yes, this one. Oh. Silver and green, everyone. <laughs> oh no! The most oh. perfect of pairings. It is the, one of the most obnoxiously titled designs I have ever seen in my life. For, I, 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 okay, though. okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, and I say this, no jokes, no hyperbole. When I've never seen this belt until now, and when I saw it, I, the moment my brain 
my brain just immediately went, oh, Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew Belt. <laughs> this was their, this was the GFW equivalent of the IC title. <laughs> Christ, son of a bicycle. It was, the, it was the secondary title for GFW and I, was intended hmm. to be the, the, the title that people won to build them up to main event status. Now, in my in my mind, I don't remember the GFW title being any good in the first place. Nope. Um, and I, an honourable mention for for this one is going to be the uh, the X Division title, I believe, from 2015, where it had the blue plate. Oh, the the one that looked like the old IC title, but it was just so a blue off. X. Yeah, <laughs> like it was a squashed X. It looked horrible. Yeah, it was awful. Um, but no, th- this belt is just horrible. Um, I don't know yeah. what necessarily about it makes it so awful, other than having next gen printed on it three times in the most obnoxious bright GFW green. Yeah, having the GFW logo on it, <laughs> using what looks like a font from one of those font finder websites. Hey, the font is a very good source of fonts. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know the the front plate having like fake bolt designs on the side. Yeah, it's <laughs> having GFW logos over sections of the globes. The more I'm looking at it, the more I'm realizing that it looks like a title belt you you win at an esports competition. It does. Can I? I, I okay, so there's two little details that's really annoying the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah. The, the the two details are the fact that it has next gen on all three plates that's annoying and i i don't know why this bugs me as much as it does but what's with the hexagons yeah that's why they just look like fake bolts (laughs) i don't get the hexagons guys is it is this is it the aesthetic of using the six-sided ring because if it is you're not really you know making it obvious See that would be that would be a great idea if the if the belt didn't have a giant circle on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it it is just such a mashup of like different design aesthetics where it's like futuristic but also like old school but also trying to be really innovative and new but also having elements of like what look to be like Mexican style design, mm. but then also a laurel reef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With Ugh. big company logos all over them. <laughs> Man, I, I, I... It's, it's a belt that sets out to achieve everything and does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a reason 575 as to why Jeff Jarrett will never listen to our podcast. Anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> Still interested in the gold, though. That is true. That is very true, Jeff. Hook us up. We're always we're always on the uh, we're always on the hunt for a pyramid scheme. Anyway, uh, Rudin, your number two worst title. Oh, this is so tough. This is tough. I. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to put them on equal mm-hmm. because I legitimately don't know which one I dislike more okay and that is the blue universal and <laughs> the world's heavyweight the, the blue and red universe both yeah. of them 
yeah. both of them yeah, are equally terrible. And and it comes down to a simple question for me as to which which color scheme do I think looks worse? And I flip flop between this quite <laughs> consistently. <laughs> The red yeah. one, I, I the red one, it makes it look cheap as hell. Yep, yep. And just a purely branded thing, but the blue one or the blue universal <laughs> makes it look ridiculous. So it's like, which one? Which one? What's worse, looking cheap or looking ridiculous? Either what one. What color is would bad. you like your corporate advert in? It's the most corporate-ass looking belt I've ever seen in my life. Are you left-wing or are you right-wing? Because that'll determine the, <laughs> the colour of your leather strap. <laughs> yeah, oh, the, re the Republican or the Democrat belt. <laughs> hmm, it's a good point there. Oh, no, I just... Oh. I don't know no, what... I, I totally get where you're coming from with this, because I, I when I saw them, I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, it's... I've never seen like there. There's one worse, but this is the one where it's like, it just looks like a belt, mm. not nothing specific. Just the most purest, toyified belt. We talk about yeah. So this, 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 so this is the kind of the issue that I've said with WWE's belts in going into recent time. Mm is that they increasingly seem to be designed with an intent of just selling to people. Yeah. Yes. Rather than looking like something that you want. Mm-hmm. And so you're just going around, you're just basically just a walking advert. <laughs> yes. However, I will say, as an honourable mention for, for something that actually did work, Daniel Bryan's vegan belt... Yep. Made that work. <laughs> I'll, no, I'll be here and say I love the Planet Champion belt. I think, yeah, it's, no, I think no. it's an actual genuine bit of creativity. Yeah, no, and I think the reason why is that because of like, because of just how simple the design is, it fit like that this is just this simple natural, natural design. Yeah. So it managed to work it out. And it almost made it look horrible when Kofi Kingston finally won it. Via contrast, so <laughs> well played. Well played indeed. But the rest, like, no. But there is one, but like, it's a bad belt, but it's not the worst belt. <laughs> yeah, I think, the, I think, I think for the worst one, we're all gonna have exactly the same thought. Yeah. Yes. So for number two, for me, um, we're going back to another spinner one, but I'm going to have to go with the OG one. It is the WWE United States Championship from 2004. John Cena's spinner yeah. belt. It's not... I don't know what it is about this belt that made me hate it, but I remember when I was younger, I used to hate it because the, the faceplate was circular. Yeah. Oh, why? That just made me hate it. That, listen, <laughs> the, font, the font design of it as well looked really off. As well as just the 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 the, the 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 I think it's the sheer roundness of it is very yeah, yeah. No, I like I've... round looking belts. Like as you said, the WWF Championship from the Attitude Era is a an amazing looking belt. Um, I think the roundness combined with it just being the American flag slapped on yeah. US, yeah, with like US with like bedazzled letters, yeah, with those Humvee bedazzled letters. Look, I I stand up for the spinner belt. 
Apart from that one. <laughs> apart from that one, there's no... Like, now, remember, I, I think... remember, this was during the rivalry of when John Cena was stabbed by Carlito's uh, uh, muscle, Jesus, if you remember Well, that's that. not that's ominous right. at all. That is not ominous in the slightest. No, I think... I think its greatest sin is the fact that it is that it is a circular US flag which is cursed as hell. <laughs> Holy hell. I'm glad you're all in agreement with me on that one. I don't I don't know. The, the, I, I, I'm trying to think of the way to describe it, but the only way I can think to describe it is it's like a really, really gaudy hubcap cover. Yeah, yes. it's like those things you buy in the in like a, in like <clears throat> souvenir stores in New York when you go when you're a tourist and you want to bring a piece of like America home with you is like a yeah, souvenir. No, it's 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 an extremely 2004 Humvee craze belt. It's it's basically your it is basically a paint job option for your rim spinner rims in Need for Speed yeah. Underground yes. Two. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Wow. Before we get to number one, I want to bring out some honourable mentions. So yep. for me, I want. I'm glad you brought up the hardcore title, Reardon, because there is one that was absolutely even worse, and that was Tommy Dreamer's New York Hardcore Championship. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's I was a... going to ask about that when we were doing the hardcore one. It's I thought, it's... actually, no, I'll leave it. So the European title put a New York license plate on it. Wrapped barbed wire with a little Statue of Liberty right in the middle and called that his hardcore championship. Don't forget, the Statue of Liberty was holding a kendo stick. Yes. Yes, it was. Because <laughs> it has to be as egregious as possible. Yeah, yeah. no, it was uh, something. Yeah, it was. I, I, I say that belt would have worked if it was in ECW specifically. Yes. I'm glad we're bringing up ECW because uh, the ECW championship as well is in my worst. And I'm talking about the... The last incarnation when ECW the two thousand eight one and the WWE ECW version. Oh, okay then. I was gonna say because the WWE ECW one is <laughs> no, it's just even, unfortunate. Not even Christian could save that one. It was... No one could save that belt. Not even Ezekiel Jackson. No. Uh, and my final one is the original NXT Championship. Yep. Do you like a giant amazing. X? Yep. I can yeah. only imagine that belt must have been so uncomfortable to wear. Yeah. <laughs> you lean over, it's finished for your ribs. So why do you think Finn did his like demon entrance with the title already on the entrance? Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe never wore it around his waist. He always put it on his shoulder. So yeah, fair fair game to the guy. Do you do you guys have any honourable mentions? Uh my honourable mention is one that I'm actually. I as I've gotten older, I've gotten more conflicted about <laughs> about hating, and that is the Divas Championship belt. Ooh. Oh wow! You put that in the honorable mention section. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I think we'll I, get to that. I think we'll get to that discussion we'll that. later. We'll get, we'll get to that discussion. Okay. Yeah. So we'll get into that discussion later. No problem. <laughs> Dad, do you have an honorable mention? Uh, yes, yeah, so I do have um, some honorable mentions. I did have the rated R spin about in my honorable mentions originally. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so this is one that I'm conflicted on. Just because of the nature of the bell and the person surrounding it, mm. which is Jay Briscoe's our personalized ROH title. Yeah, I uh, I'm glad you. Which I have a lot of hatred towards. I I I 
do not like that title at all. I look, I like the Briscoe brothers. They're good. They're, they're, they're very good wrestlers, and they've done tremendous work over the years at Ring of Honor. But that title, oh, there are a lot of problems with that title. Yeah. Um, so to give you a description of it, Reardon, it's a camo leather strap. Oh, no, I'm looking at it. Yep. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, me, oh, my. Uh, nope. It, it, yeah, basically, it is just Confederacy Ahoy, uh, that yeah. title. Ha, um, ha miss me with that bullshit yeah yeah so you can understand why a lot of people don't hold it in high regard <laughs> i um i'll say this much about the uh, about what is it with people's obsession with the confederate flag <laughs> I, I mean I'll, it's a whole kettle of fish but sometimes even i think no, no. Uh, some things like that it's it's kind of Mm, it's like the same thing with the Nazi flag. It's like, I don't yeah, know why yeah, people yeah, would do yeah. that. No, 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 you know, no. I, I do not care. I do not yeah. care. Yeah. They put the Nazis, they put the Nazi flag on a, on a damn belt. Fuck that belt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's the same thing that's been kicking up around recently. And to be honest, I should have mentioned it in the news segment, but it, it gives us an opportunity to talk about it. I don't understand how there are still people post speaking out who use like ragging on women wrestlers as a gimmick mm. yeah because there was a video that was going around recently from some guy on the independent scene who was who was like oh it was just like oh yeah this this is my gimmick and like his gimmick was just like berating berating a woman basically and i was just like how yeah I at mean... this time yeah, that's not going to yeah. get you over, mate. <laughs> if, that's, if that's what you're having to do for heat, you must not be good at getting heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it is, and, it, and this extends this extends to the same, um, the same as people people who choose to use um, the gimmick of being like you know coming out with an anti-gay symbol when you know you're facing a gay wrestler or at a gay wrestling event yeah yeah don't do it yeah it's not cool no one thinks you're smart you're not the first person to do it look all i'll say is this even at the time like did jim neidhart thought it would be great on hill heat to come out dressed as a clan member it didn't roll then it shouldn't roll now and anyone who tries to do that uh, any sort of things to generate heat or cheap heat in that sense no like just just no there's no place for it there's no there's zero place for anything like that but uh yeah, it's amazing what that belt can do you know what kind of discussions yeah. that belt can get out of <laughs> yeah. people <laughs> Moving on to one that's not necessarily controversial for matters regarding intense social issues that have very large conversations around them, it and did. just the one that looks a bit stupid. Oh, number one, Dad. Yeah. No, it's not number one. It's still an honorable mention. Ooh. It's the okay. it's the Dojo Pro belt belts. <laughs> oh, crumbs! Yes. And the easiest way to describe these are they are belts that just have a, a big logo on them and they're designed to look like, I guess, martial arts belts. Yeah. <laughs> and it was to describe this show is a bit odd, but it was basically every episode was one part of a winner stays on gauntlet. Mm -hmm. And each time you won, the color of the belt went up as if you're moving up the belt to the martial art. That is 
was so ridiculous that almost could have worked. And the belts were not a high point of it. They were unfortunate. Looking at looking at up, oh boy, I'm like, yeah. I don't know, I don't know what, I don't know what annoys me more, the little fins at the end, or the yeah, fact, or the fact, or the fact. I think it's the fact that it's crooked makes me want to punch someone. Well, the thing that always hurt, the thing that always made it for me was the absurdly wide strap. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And could like you the, believe... the straps on the side are yeah. huge. Could you believe that guys like Ricky Starks, James Storm, Brandon Cutler, MJF were all a part of this company? Fighting oh. yeah, it, was where, um, it was where uh, Wheeler Yuta... Yeah, one of his first um, non-independent big breaks. Yeah, it was indeed. Um, they were all fighting for that belt, Reardon. <laughs> amazing! It's amazing what a bit of Amazon money can do to people. I know, right? <laughs> uh, and of course, we'll talk. We, uh, of course, another honorable mention should be the the Saudi blood money title. I mean, the greatest Royal Rumble championship. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we what can a, we can we can a, talk about that. Yeah, what a what a what a tainted cursed belt that is. <laughs> All right, moving on to number. One. <laughs> okay, moving on to number one. So this is actually uh, an earlier iteration of a belt I mentioned earlier. Hmm. And I tried to stay away from historical belts, and I tried to stay away from smaller companies because if if I had my choice. It would probably be a, quite a few companies in Britrest that would be sharing the number one title, number one <laughs> spot, because they all just have their same the same belts from the same company that cost about forty quid to make. Yeah. Um, but it's an it's an earlier iteration uh, from when the company was founded in nineteen ninety five, and it really just goes back to the same issues that I've said about designing hardcore belts. <laughs> this is the 1995 Big Japan Pro Wrestling Deathmatch Heavyweight Championship yeah. from 1995. Yep. Wow. <laughs> it is something, isn't it? That is that is impressive. <laughs> it is just awful in basically every sense. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Wow. And here I, I'm like, man, maybe I should change my my one to that. <laughs> With the absurdly small strap to the absurdly shaped faceplate to the faceplate, which is just three chairs with the independent heavyweight champion text also not being the name of the title. <laughs> <laughs> being crooked on the center plate to then the tiny Big Japan Wrestling logo in the bottom right-hand corner, cutting out from the rest of it. You have to go through a match with, like, light tubes and skewers and everything for that. In my mind, not worth the effort. <laughs> no, no, I agree with you on that one. <laughs> it again it just fails everything it tries to do yep the design is not interesting the text is both distracting 
and also just confusing. Mm-hmm. There is a arguably useless logo because it's so small you can hardly see it. <laughs> uh, and it just is... It's just a solid Fantano, not good. <laughs> good needle drop reference there, by the way. I'm, I mean, I'm happy that they eventually got round to the current design, which looks very good to my mind. Yes. Hell yes, it but does. In this case, in this case, we can reject tradition. <laughs> we don't want to return to this. No, not at, not at all, not at all. And for any wrestling company out there that is making a hardcore title, just keep this on your mood board so you know what to avoid. <laughs> no, you can do better. <laughs> all righty then, Reardon. Your number one worst title. Before I get into it, uh, did you want to discuss the Divas title or was that something you wanted yes. for later? Yes, let's discuss the Divas title because I remembered a title that I absolutely loathe and despise that I'm now going to put as number one. So please, let us discuss the Divas title. Pretty awful, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty... Okay, the Divas title is something that is, I, I've... As I said, I've gotten more and more conflicted about talking about mm. as time has gone on. Because okay. every every complaint I have about it sounds like I am... Sounds like... And I'll be honest, maybe sounds vaguely misogynistic. I... Like, to say that it looks like a girl's toy feels a bit trivializing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the best the best description I've had of it was from one of the Cultaholic streams hmm. where they said it look it looks like what a board of a board full of 60-year-old men would think that a woman wants. Yes. That's it. That's it on the money. And you know what the worst part about it is? Is that it has a very good heritage. Yeah. Of 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 people that have held that title. All right. Granted, not at the beginning, uh, but certainly at, at nearing its tail end, did it have a good lineage? We had AJ Lee. We had Paige, uh, Charlotte Flair. We had. Uh, who else did we have? We uh, had we had Lakel as well at one point. Hold that title. Lakel, so. Caitlin. Yeah. So it's yeah. not that it was bad. It's just, yeah, it wasn't. It was yeah. not a good design at all. Yeah. As, and as that, a yeah. as a representation for the world of women's wrestling. Yeah. It's a step back. Yeah. It was. And however, yeah. however, I will say I do. But the thing that makes me conflicted about it is that. I feel kind of um I always feel very kind of side eye whenever WWE has crapped on that belt. Yeah, cuz it's it's like well you guys designed that belt. Yeah, so for one thing, for one thing, you own it. You did that belt. And yeah. for another, it feels like you're trivializing all the women who fought hard for that belt. It was the only belt it was the only representation for women's wrestling in that company for the longest time. And I feel like just crapping on it, pretending it doesn't exist, does a disservice. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which is why I couldn't... It, it has to be on the list as an honourable mention, but I do feel very conflicted about that. <clears throat> yeah, no, I totally, I totally get where you're coming from with that. Yeah. In, in my in my mind, the belt as a representation of women's wrestling and what was trying to be achieved at that point, <clears throat> where you know it was it was a concerted effort by multiple members of the women's roster to say, please give us a chance. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And being stuck with under ten minute matches and that belt. Yeah. <clears throat> It feels like it feels like such a disservice. Yeah, I feel like I don't even really. I'll, I'll, I'll even say this: I don't really dislike the design that much, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. To be quite honest with you, it's like, but I, it's like, it's not the belt; it's what the belt represents. I think is the keyest thing to say. Yeah, there. And I've, always, I've always, I've always felt like the belt looks quite tacky to me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tacky, sure, but eh, you know. However, there is one belt that is my number one that I feel no sympathy for putting it on. The only belt which I've seen that made me recoil in horror, and that is the 24-7 championship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, you mean the golden vinyl? Holy shit. People were clamoring for that. It's a belt. That immediately, I'd never seen this before. A belt gets revealed and it's immediately shat on <laughs> by the audience. I feel bad for Mick because it almost oh, felt like Vince God. was trying to make him have the heat for making for that. Yeah, belt. they tried. They tried and no one was having it. We're like, everyone was like, no, we're not having it. We're not booing you, Mick. We're booing that damn ugly green, just. A green, boring ass belt. It's boring as well. Yep. Not only yeah. is it not only is it the worst color for belts. <laughs> it's a boring like if it's a twenty four seven. I've always had this thing. If this is like about time and stuff, why isn't there some? Why isn't it like a clock or something like that? If you're gonna go that way, at least represent it. Just has a clock and a calendar on it. <laughs> Yep. Or something like, do something. This like the plates don't even have anything on it apart from like the side plates. They're blank. Yeah. Just oh, just such a just horrible looking tire. Top to bottom, top to bottom didn't even try. Yep. Yep. They didn't even try every single belt on this list. I can say even even your one, Dan, <laughs> which sucks. I can say that they sucked, but they thought about it, and, and it yep. didn't work. But they thought about it. This is just a terrible belt, top to bottom. That looks terrible on every single person that's ever had it. Yep. No one has made that belt look good. Not even our truth. Especially not our truth. He can try. <laughs> Good lord, he could try. All right, now I did say that uh, the Divas Championship was going to be num- my number one, but then I realised and remembered possibly one of the stupidest looking cons, well, looking titles, and one of the stupidest concepts for a title or a world championship. Gentlemen, my number one choice, and I present to you the Progress Wrestling World 
staff. It wasn't a title oh, belt. Yeah. It was a staff that you won. And it had that on the end of it. A big old grey eagle. Now, look, I loved Progress. It was one of my favourite companies in the London area. And I always enjoyed going to the shows. I've been to the Brixton show. I've been to a couple of the Super Strong Styles. I've been to the Wembley show. Always had a great time. But I'm really glad that they changed their mind to a title about... And this, this, this was two years. They had two years of not only the Progress Wrestling staff, but the Progress Wrestling Tag Team Shields. They had shields. Yeah, I remember the shields. The tag team. <laughs> this is a horrible looking thing. It was just a long black staff that was about six and a half feet long with the eagle right at the top. And each time the title would change hands, they would just put a bit of white electrical tape around the staff to denote how many champions there had been. I can't lie, that just looks like something you'd get from a garden centre. No, 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 I know exactly now, what that looks like. Now, here's the thing. No. They, it was immediately outright rejected when the fans started chanting, uh, chanting uh, Nazi staff. Uh, Thank you! And, and, and to which Jim Smallman said, it's not Nazi, it's regal. <laughs> Trust me, Jim, no, it's not. It looks like a Nazi star. That is literally something out of a Nuremberg rally. <laughs> it really, like, really is. Can you imagine you're at the point where then your fans are literally chanting a Nazi reference towards Rampage your Brown held this title? Rampage Brown had to hold this. Mark Andrews had to hold this. Now, you see, if it was, say, I don't know, uh, I'm trying to think of someone it might work, I don't know, maybe one of the Viking Raiders, <laughs> well, I could I could perceive it as being so understandable in a sense. Yeah. It takes a very specific kind of person. But... When you're there and you're looking at your company, you're going, hmm, I wonder how I will be different. And you choose this. <laughs> yeah, did, he just happen to ha did he just happen to have a friend who had a CAD machine? <laughs> the worst part of it is it had like a little grey ball at the end of it. So when they popped it down, it didn't snap or like tear the ring uh, canvas. <laughs> Just, I'm also just looking at the top, and it looks like someone drew the eye in with a silver sharpie. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Now, the only reason I haven't brought up a specific wrestler who held it is because, well, yeah, I'm not going to bring it up, and I really don't want to talk about um, a certain wrestler in particular yeah. that's synonymous with that title, because it turned out he's a bit of a dick. Um, but yeah, but when you think about this stuff, you immediately have to think of that guy's long reign as progress champion. Uh, I'm pretty we sure people who know progress that. can put two and two together who I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, I'll, I'll be honest. That, that, that ain't it chief. That yeah. You know, chief. you know what, you know what I can't. Yeah. Your one is the worst. <laughs> the progress wrestling staff. Is the, the progress wrestling garden center bird ornament the, the Nuremberg Rally Bird? <laughs> the worst title in professional wrestling, in my opinion, anyway. <laughs> All right, gents, that about wraps up, and um, I'm glad we ended there because I think my brain was about to explode with some of the worst ones we had. <laughs> Thoughts and feelings at the end of that.
There's been some terrible belts, haven't there? <laughs> there really oh, there's been some absolute shockers over the years. But there has been, when they get it right, boy, do certain companies Dude, when get you, it this right. Is it. When, if you get it right, you get it right. If you get the design right, then you never need to change it. Exactly. Ever. Exactly. Which means, which makes, which begs the question: Why the hell did they change it? <laughs> why? <laughs> they need to sell more on wweeuroshop.com. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good luck if it ever gets updated. That's true. <laughs> Alrighty then. Next episode. Oh man, I've been really excited to do this episode um, since I kind of threw this idea at you two, and ever yep. since I talked about this in my top uh, in my top matches of 2020 uh, during our 2020 Waggy Awards show, um, I get to talk about the rivalry, well the the rivalry of all rivalries in this in the European scene, and that is Volta versus Ilya Dragunov. Oh god, we've reached that point. <laughs> the get... unstoppable force versus the immovable object. <laughs> and, and yet move over Hogan and Andre because you ain't it. Dragon of oh Volta. Oh my god. Exactly oh, no. so... Do you want us to be cancelled? <laughs> Do you think we're going to get cancelled for saying Hogan sucks? Have you? Did you see Twitter after SmackDown? <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> Too <laughs> uh, but yeah we're going to talk about the the history between the two men we're going to talk about some highlights as well from wxw and have a little bit of a discussion about their nxt uh, uk match for the uk championship and as well as a little recommendation of what matches you should go back and watch uh between these two absolute monoliths of the german scene it's a very exciting one i can't wait to tell reardon a little bit more about wxw as well I'm itching at the bit to tell him about how good the German scene is in wrestling. Dude, if we, if we get the time where we can afford to do trips abroad for wrestling. We're going to the 16-carat tournament, is what we're doing. Oh, hell yeah, man. <laughs> Alrighty then, all that's left for me to say is that I have been Sam, this has been Dan and Reardon, and this has been another funny journey into the world of professional wrestling with the Sweet Chinwag podcast. We'll see you all on the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye. Local man has soul chopped out of him. More at 10.